Welcome back to this week's episode of the Rambling Truths Podcast. My name is Kushal Desika, and this week I'm joined by co-host and clown Jason. Jason, how are you? Doing well, bro. Doing well. Excited for today's podcast. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a real good one. Also joining us today, surprisingly for the first time, is our good friend from college, Brian. Brian, how's it going, man? It's going well. I'm uh, just the depressed Eagles fan, so that's pretty much all that's going on. Listen, listen, a depressed Philly fan, that's a pretty common thing nowadays. Oh, <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> my favorite thing. Uh, all right, Brian, thank you for joining us. Uh, how did it feel watching NFL football? Well, I mean, in general, it felt great. I mean, football, I've just been waiting for this for so long. And not even knowing if it was going to happen, it just felt great to finally watch football, to tune out, completely zone out for an entire day and do absolutely nothing. So that was great, but a little bittersweet. I mean, watching the Eagles was just completely... (laughs) Tough game, tough game. It it was just so disappointing. And I just, I don't even know what to say about that. That was just pretty pretty troubling yeah i'll ask you in a second jason but literally after last week's podcast dude after the predictions i was so hyped for the season and i kid you not on sunday morning i did not leave my chair from 11 a.m because obviously i had to watch all the pre-games pre uh pre-game you know all that i was doing all my fantasy stuff i was busy it was about from 11 a.m to 10 p.m i didn't even leave my couch like I'm not even exaggerating. I went to the fridge and the bathroom, and that was it. Yeah, this is life now. Yeah, Jason, how was your experience watching football Dude, last week? It was, it was awesome, man. I woke up early, uh, as you know. Like we talked about our DraftKings lineups and, and my gambling addiction, so I was up doing that stuff uh, and just watching Countdown. And then from one o'clock to to eight o'clock, or sorry, from one o'clock to like whatever time the last game ended, I was also on my couch. It was the best best day ever. Don't lie, you watched all the pregame and the postgame shows, okay? I, I, I know you were watching. Come on. Nah, man. Nah. I just watched after the game. Uh, I don't even know. But yeah, it was just the best time. Best Sunday. Every every Sunday from now on until like February or whatever is going to be just so so much happiness. Oh, I agree. I think, man, remember like April when we had literally nothing to watch? Like they were airing like old games on like ESPN, like from like 2015 and we were watching yeah. those. Yeah, I remember. I actually do remember that. We have come a long way. All right. So transitioning to last week, last week we gave our predictions on what the scores were going to be for each game and who was going to win. Uh, Jason, do you want to quickly recap that? Yeah. How man. we did? So, yep. Kushal. So we actually tied. We both went ten and five on the week. We did. I don't think we had a Thursday pick, did we? For the Thursday game. Uh no, we didn't. We yeah, recorded Friday. Yeah. All right. Word. So we both went ten and five. Um, not the same games though. So like we differed on the Patriots, uh, Chargers, Cardinals. I had the Cardinals and Bears. So we differed on a few games, but all in all, pretty competitive. Ten and five is pretty good. Ten and five is pretty good. So we're gonna definitely keep track of the record of our records on predicting and and just use it as bragging rights. So I will make fun of Jason because I'm going to beat him. Uh, week one was pretty disappointing because we tied, and uh, I feel upset about that because I had. 
um, a few games that were close. Like, the Lions, are you kidding me? I had the Lions, and they were going to win, and I was so happy because I was going to beat Jason for the week. And, of course, they had a Lions fourth quarter, and Mitch Trubisky won. I can't yeah, even believe it. You're also a clown because you had the 49ers over the Cardinals. Yep. I think most of America did. That's, All right, fair. That's understandable. I mean, yeah. well, mm-hmm. with the Lions, I mean, you know what they say, same old Lions. So I, I can't I can't bet on the Lions. Um, can't bet against them either, but it it's just gonna end one of two ways. Either a surprising win or a puzzling loss. A heartbreaking loss where they lead for, you know, fifty nine out of sixty minutes of the game and then choke and then lose and then have a game winning drive and then the running back. I feel bad for DeAndre Swift, but like that was the game. That. Like, yeah, that. you gotta catch that. I feel bad. Like, I think he's gonna be a good player, but like, man, that's that's rough on your first career game. Yeah. All right. Um, let me ask Korth, because me and Jason, we did our you know uh, MVP candidates, breakout stars, and who we thought was gonna make it to the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, and the Super Bowl. Korth, as our guest, we'll give you the chance to answer those questions, and you have the benefit of watching week one for these. Uh, so I think the first question I'm going to ask you is a easier question. Who is your 2020 MVP? I mean, it's got to be Russ. Wow. I, I feel like the narrative is just – it's going to overpower everything no matter – I mean, he's going to always be an incredible quarterback, an incredible player, but – the narrative that he has never even gotten an MVP vote, I feel like that's gonna, that's kind of gonna pull in his favor, and eventually Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP at the end of this year. Let Russ cook, dude. That's me and Kishaw had the same pick. Literally, we didn't even discuss it. We we all say Russ. That's pretty. Yeah, wild. yeah. But I was I was peer pressured because I don't want to agree with Jason. Uh, I picked Josh Allen, who oh, yeah, I think true. true. After week one, listen, Josh Allen had a pretty good game. I know it was against the Jets, but hey, he, he looked pretty good out there. I'm not totally yeah. crazy. No, oh, he, he's definitely a, a nice little underdog there. All right, Korth. So now that we did your MVP, let's do your three breakout stars. Do you have three players off the top of your head? So I was watching the game last night, and today is Friday. So Thursday night football, Browns versus Bengals. And I got to say... It might be an obvious one, but Drew Sample, the tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals, he looked like a top-tier tight end in the very limited amount of time that he was being treated like one. Um, CJ Uzoma got injured, but even before then, he was getting some targets. Uh, I think Burrow is really... He's developing a good chemistry with him, so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was talked about in one of those top-tier tight end categories by the end of the year. Maybe not Kittle, Kelsey, or Ertz, but definitely that second tier. Court, that is not a popular statement. Uh I was gonna, I was going to say how, how I didn't know Ertz was in that tier. <laughs> but, but CJ, but CJ Uzuma. Uh, was definitely a potential breakout candidate, but he did get hurt, so that even opens it up more for Sample. So that's a really good pick. He had uh, nine targets yesterday. Korth, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. That Korth goes for spicy takes only, and I respect that because I don't think most many people would say uh, Drew Sample. So I love it. Uh, who's your second pick? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we're talking 
people who've been in the league. I mean, everyone's pick has to be Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's he's entering that offense. He's not the only guy anymore. He has Jerry Judy. He has, a, I think KJ Hamler is hurt right now. But once he gets back, KJ Hamler is an amazing slot receiver. And Drew Locke has been getting a lot of buzz for uh, the beginning, beginning a little while ago. So I, I really think that Cortland Sutton is going to benefit from that. He's going to benefit from the attention not being all on him. Um, and I just think he'll have a really great year this year. No disagreements here. Yeah, I, I like that. I think he's, he was hurt right now, but hopefully he'll get healthy soon and then he'll you know, be able to break out, like you said. I'm a big fan of Cortland Sutton, so I, I could see that happening. So who is your third breakout star? I'd say Curtis Samuel, Carolina Panthers. Um, he he was in that draft with Christian McCaffrey. I know Carolina really wanted them because they were trying to, at the time, build a really good, um, I guess, armory of weapons for Cam. But I think now, now that they have Robbie Anderson, uh, they have DJ Moore as the number one option. I think Curtis Samuel will really explode as a slot guy. I think. I think he's just going to have an incredible year. Um, I don't know how great the Panthers will do overall, but I think he will get into that that top tier of slot receivers that we are always talking about, like the Julian Edelman type where you can always count on them to have high volume, um, a lot of production. So, yeah, Curtis Samuel would be my third pick. I like that. I'm also a fan of that. I he did all right in week one. We'll see what happens. But I picked Curtis Samuel in all my fantasy teams last year, expecting a huge breakout, and it didn't happen. So I uh, was a little disappointed there. But honestly, I am a fan of him from Ohio State. So I am rooting for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now that we did your breakout stars, let's do your AFC championship team and NFC championship team. So for the AFC, I think it's a pretty common pick, but I'm going to say the Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, they struggled last year against a surprisingly dominant Tennessee run game. And the year before was Lamar's rookie year against the Chargers. They didn't look great. But I think this year, Lamar is really going to turn it on. I think we're all going to watch as he turns into a complete he already is a complete quarterback he he led the league in touchdown throws last year but I think he's really gonna add add to that and also I think it's gonna it's gonna really show in the rest of the team and I think they have a lot of great pieces that they've added they have J.K. Dobbins they have um, Devin DuVernay the rookie uh, but I think that this this is a franchise that does an amazing job of scouting and evaluating talent, and I really think that they've perfectly complemented Lamar to make an AFC championship run. Yeah, yeah, definitely. the The Ravens are they're just going to be incredible this year, man. They're stacked. They're stacked this year, as always. Yeah, I think it's one of those teams where you're always you're always looking after the draft and you're like, Oh, they got this guy. I mean, 
they just do an awesome job of evaluating talent. For sure, for sure. What about what about over in the NFC? So the NFC, I, I want to go with Philly, but I I can't obviously. Um, I I think I still think we'll make the playoffs. I still have a, some semblance of hope, but I think it's going to be Green Bay. I think oh. Aaron Rodgers is just going to have the complete fuck you tour that we thought he would have last year uh, and the year before. So he looked incredible in week one. I think he just looked exactly like the Aaron Rodgers that we all expected. Um, and I think even though he doesn't necessarily have elite weapons besides Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones, I think he has enough weapons. And I think there are enough people that could really be X factors that I think he's just going to go off this year. Respect. I In our fantasy football league that we are all three in, I drafted Aaron Rodgers in like the ninth round or something, ninth or tenth round. And I said after the first game that I'm here for the Aaron Rodgers fuck you tour. So. Absolutely. I, I just hope he doesn't do too well so that I can still destroy you in fantasy. I mean, that very well might happen. <laughs> Looking at my team, that is not my strongest fantasy team. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers could probably be the high-scoring quarterback, and I could still maybe even miss the playoffs. Yeah, let's let's hope they lean heavily on their run game with Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. Okay, so you have the Packers versus the Ravens for the Super Bowl. Who are your Who is your Super Bowl champion? I'm... I want to say Green Bay here, but I got to go with the Ravens. I think they just, they're just a freight, a freight train. I think there's so much talent all over that roster. I think their defense is incredible. They always find a diamond in a rough um, in their linebacking core. And I think Patrick Queen is going to really just, he's going to do an incredible job in man to man and coverage. So, I've got to go with the Ravens. I think they have enough big play talent in on both ends of the field. They have the best kicker in football, Justin Tucker. They have one of, if not the best punter, uh, which obviously talking about a punter in terms of winning a Super Bowl is not the primary thing, but it, it still helps. And I think they're always going to be in good field position. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the Ravens are definitely one of the favorites. They're probably top three of the favorites in the NFL. Um, so that's a good prediction. I like it. I am here for your predictions. I, I, I like the Ravens. They're really exciting to watch. They dismantled the Browns in week one. For me, it's it's just about health with them. But if they stay healthy, uh, you know, with that high-powered offense and solid defense, they, yep. they definitely the could. They got the coaching. And, and coaching, yeah. They, they definitely could be, you know – Hosting, uh, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy in February. Yeah, and you gotta love John Harbaugh. Uh, John Harbaugh. You gotta. They have three really solid backs, or maybe four. Um, Gus Edwards, Rutgers alum. So, I, I just Woo! think they're. I, I think they're pretty stacked, and I, the only concern might be the experience of the receivers. But I think what they do doesn't require veteran level savvy in terms of receiving so i think they do enough and i think lamar is going to 
really take that next step and make all those receivers look a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, Corey, thank you for your 2020 season predictions. We will log that and, and check on how your predictions are doing uh, throughout the season. So now for the next segment, let's move on to our week two predictions. So for this segment, uh, we did this last week, you know, our predictions. So we're going to give our scores. Uh, we're going to do it more of a rapid fire style. Uh, last week, me and Jason, we were just so excited for the NFL to be back that some of our answers were a bit long winded. Uh, but, you know, no regrets. Uh, love doing it. This week, we're going to do the same thing in terms of listing scores, but we're going to do it in more of a rapid fire uh, portion and then maybe just focus on a few games at the end or primetime games. Sound good, guys? Great. Right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So the first game that I want to mention here and talk about is the Ravens versus the Texans. Jason, do you want to go first with that? Yes. So I have the – sorry, just bear with me. All right, so I have the Ravens 32, Texans 24. So I have them winning by eight. Um, I think it could potentially be higher than that, but the Ravens are just stacked everywhere. The Texans, as everyone saw, struggled on offense. You know, their defense is also not great, so I think they can get worked in this game. And so I have the Ravens blowing them out. Awesome. Brian, you want to go next? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so pretty similar. I have the Ravens 24 and the Texans 17. So I think that they, the, the Ravens are a really good team. I don't think that against Deshaun Watson, you can really predict a blowout because he always manages to put up some points either at the end or just to keep it close. But yeah. Okay. Uh, we all have the same idea. I also have the Ravens winning. I have the Ravens winning 38 to 28. Whatever the over is on this game uh, that Vegas says, I'm going over that. I think this is a high scoring game, two really explosive quarterbacks. Um, I think the Ravens take a bigger lead in the beginning of the game. And like Court said, towards the end of the game, I think the Texans score a touchdown or two. Uh, so I have Ravens 38, Texans 28. Uh, the Ravens just look too good on offense to be stopped. I but like how about that. the emergence or re-emergence of David Johnson? I'm pretty impressed by what I saw last week. So, yeah, for I sure. Mean, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2016 was a good year for me in fantasy until like the end. And uh, he was the definitely the leader in that category. So, I mean, he, he looks pretty good. No, much respect to David Johnson. He looked, you know, more spry than he did in past years and – you know, he had a potent offense to work with. That that helped because in Arizona, some of those offenses that he struggled in were just not so good. Uh, oh, so yeah, he, he was – exactly. So they were stacking the box against him uh, for like those three, four years that he struggled. Uh, so it's refreshing for him to go to a new team where they have uh, a great weapon as Deshaun Watson to distract, you know, the defense. So I just want to say this. So we, we predicted the Thursday games as well or the Thursday game, Browns-Bengals. Um, we all had the Browns winning, so we all went uh, 1-0 on that pick. I just wanted to add that in there. 1-0, baby. The only one we're getting right. 1-0, that's all you can ask for. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to talk about the Thursday game after we predict these um, because it was an exciting game and we, we actually saw football. Uh, these are just predictions. So we will we will talk about that, but thanks, Jason, for bringing it up. Uh, so we all are 1-0. Let's move on to the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Jason, you want to go first? 
Yes. So I have the Chiefs 34, Chargers 16. So I have this as an even bigger blowout. Real quick, so the Chargers, you, you saw them in week one play the Bengals. They couldn't do anything on offense. And then you go see the Browns go up and down on the Bengals defense. So just imagine what this Chiefs offense is going to do. The Chargers are going to get like destroyed in this game. So that's really it. I love the transitive property working in that in that situation, Jason. Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, I guarantee you it, it's going to make sense after this week, this weekend. Oh, I, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, Brian, you want to give your prediction? Yeah, I thought even bigger blowout. I I'd say yeah. Kansas City forty nine, Los Angeles seventeen. Holy I crap! Wow, forty nine. I think Kansas City. I mean, Texans defense wasn't great, but at the same time, it is uh, a solid defense. I I think Los Angeles, if they had Derwin James, uh, they'd be formidable. But I do think that they're going to struggle without him, even though they do have two really good corners and Chris Harris Jr. and uh, Casey Hayward. But I do think that ultimately the Chiefs will rise to the occasion. I think they're going to be playing just out of their minds and Mahomes will just go off. I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time in this game, but it's hard not to. But uh, like, just talk about these games. But the Chargers lost Mike Pouncey now for the year. They're starting center, and they have some other offensive line issues. Like they're just they're going to get destroyed, dude. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I have the same thing. I have the Chiefs winning thirty-five to twenty-one. I think this is going to be very similar for the Chiefs as their first game against the Texans. Um, the Chiefs went up big and then Texans had some garbage time touchdowns I think that's the case here um I think it's going to be like 35 to uh I don't know like 14 until the end of the fourth quarter until the end of the third quarter and then you know the Chargers might score a garbage time touchdown or two I think the Chiefs I want to say 49 it's a lot of points I could see it happening but I just feel like the Chiefs are just going to run the ball towards the end and not really try to score just try to chew clock um, if it was, you know, against a, an opponent with a tougher, you know, uh, offense that they're playing against, maybe I could see them trying to, you know, score seven touchdowns. But I think the Chiefs are going to go up big and then just kind of ease their way towards the end of the game. Uh, they look like they look like the best team in the NFL. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are going to debate that, but they looked so impressive in week one. The Texans, you know, yes, they made some, you know, questionable offseason decisions and trades. But they're still a decent team, and they the Chiefs completely manhandled them. So I just I just think they're the best team. So I think they win this easily. I think those are all really good points. I think uh, they're definitely going to run the ball a lot, but I also think that they have enough talent on their O line and with Ceh. I mean, he just looked electric. So I think they might just fuck around and score forty nine, like. By accident, almost. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Jason, you have anything else to add? Uh, let's let's move on. Let's move let's on. Go. All right, rapid fire. The next game I have on my list is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Washington football team. I'll start this one um, off. I'll say the Cardinals win 31-21 to 21 over the Washington football team. Uh, the Cardinals are coming off an impressive win that I did not predict. But Jason did predict. Uh, they look really impressive. DeAndre Hopkins was a machine. He had like what 14 catches in week one. His first week with Kyler Murray. That's gonna be crazy. Um, I think they're gonna, you know, win this game handily. 
uh, by 10. Uh, I think Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds are going to have a much easier time running in this game against the Washington football team. I know the Washington football team have an impressive defensive front, but I just think, you know, Kyler Murray is going to pass on them big in the first half, and then he's going to wear out the defense, and then, you know, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds are going to have big second half rushing. I think the uh, Washington football team obviously had an impressive win over the Eagles in week one. You know, they had that first slow first half during the game, but they, they really impressed in, we, in the second half of the game. Um, and, and they showed me that, they, you know, they play with heart and I think they're going to put up some points and not get totally blown out. So I have Cardinals 31, Washington 21. Right. Jason, you want to go next? Yeah. So I have the Cardinals 27 Reds or sorry, football team 18. Um, oh, Jason. So, uh, Let's see. So the Cardinals offense, I think, is just going to put up points every single week. Like no matter who they play, I think they're they're going to be at the top. The Washington football team has a really good defensive line. The Cardinals don't have a good offensive line, but Kyler Murray can run uh, a lot more than Carson Wentz can. So he, if he gets pressure, he'll be able to run, break free, big gains. Um, so yeah, I just think the Cardinal uh, the Cardinals handle this pretty easily. All right, Brian. Yeah, I had Kush. I had a similar score to yours. I had. Um, Arizona winning thirty four to twenty one, so just an, a field a field goal more, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Arizona was extremely impressive. Kyler already looks like, I I mean, I think he he, he could he be made some MVP big throws candidate. in week one. He yeah, I mean, he could be an MVP candidate like near the end of the year if it, if it wasn't sure. for us and the whole narrative behind that. I really think that he he'd have a shot at it, especially with D Hop. Um, I'm not as confident in their running game, but I I do think that they have a solid one. Um, yeah, and I think Washington is actually feisty, um, which is very sad as an Eagles fan because that was such a letdown. Um, but I I do think they're a good team. Well, or at least they have a really good D line. And I think Arizona wins in just by two possessions. All right, guys, we got to stop agreeing with each other. Just kidding, just kidding. But we got to stop agreeing with each other. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's some big favorites this week. No, no, there are some games that I think I have some uh, upset scores. So I think we'll have some differences coming coming up. I agree. Uh, I like to pick the consensus games first, just so we get that out of the way and have the spicy takes come later. Because spicy takes only, guys. <laughs> um, let's move on to Bucks Panthers. Bucks coming off a, a, a weird week one and some weird press conference comments, so it's gonna be interesting to see this game. Brian, why don't you, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, sure. I think this is gonna be kind of a blowout. I think it's gonna be um, the Bucks thirty-five and the Panthers thirteen. I think Teddy is he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, and I just think that the whole Tampa offense is just going to be on a mission to to prove that it was just a fluke the last game, especially Tom Brady throwing uh, pick six, uh, picking up right where he left off last year. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that Tampa is going to pretty easily handle the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Jason? Um, so I have it, Buccaneers 31, Panthers 24. So the Buccaneers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are a little banged up. Chris Godwin might not play this week. And, you know, even if 
either of them play or both of them, they're not going to be at 100%. So that's a big hit on them. But the Panthers' defense is really, really bad. So they'll be able to move the ball no matter who they have. Um, and then, run, you know, with the running backs they have as well. But I also like the Panthers' offense. This Buccaneers' defense is pretty legit, especially in the run game. But I think I'm a believer in this Panthers' offense and Bridgewater and everything that they're doing. Um, so I think that they'll be able to put up points, uh, whether they get a garbage time touchdown, which is very possible. But I just think uh, it is not very – even though I think they'll – you know, they won't get blown out, blown out. I think that it will be a pretty easy victory for the Buccaneers. All right. I I get, I have the same result, but I think this game goes differently than you guys. I have the Bucks 34, the Panthers 28. I think it's a close game, actually. Uh, watching the Bucks week one, I wasn't, you know, so impressed with them. You know, they did put up some points in the second half against the Saints, but – I wasn't impressed with that offense. Obviously, Tom Brady threw those two picks, but in general, the flow of the offense, it it didn't seem to be there. And I don't think that you know uh, camaraderie and chemistry picks up in just one week. I do think the Bucks are going to win uh, this game because the Panthers off Panthers defense clearly is not an elite one. Uh, but I I do think the Panthers can put up points against the Bucks uh, through the air. So I think. DJ Moore is going to have a big game. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a huge game uh, with screens and whatnot to keep it close. Uh, while the Panthers lost last week and Jason predicted that they would win and he was wrong, I think he was actually right in terms of how the offense would look. Uh, and I was I was impressed with how their offense looked against the Raiders. So I do think they, they can score enough to keep it relatively close, and I have the Bucks winning by six. I can definitely see that. Yeah. So, okay, so we all keep agreeing. We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm no surprises. I'm pretty sure most people would pick those <laughs> those those three teams that we picked or four teams. Let's even, move on. I oh. think even Teddy Bridgewater's mom would pick pick the Bucks to win. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the next game on my list. I have the Steelers versus the Broncos. I'll, I'll go first on this one. I have the Steelers beating the Broncos 26 to 16. I think the Steelers, they looked rusty against the Giants in the first half, but in the second half, you see, you saw what they could do. I think they're going to have a huge year this year. I have them in my AFC Championship. Uh, I think Big Ben looked really good in the second half. We'll see what, what's happening with you know the running back situation. If, if James Conner is healthy, will he be the one getting most carries, or will it be more of a timeshare with Benny Snell? But I, I was impressed with Juju. Juju looked like he did a couple years ago with Ben uh, being that, you know, number one type of receiver. I, I think Deontay Johnson had a rough first half, but in the second half, you could see what type of guy he is. I think he's going to have a huge game here. And then in terms of the Broncos, I, I think they're, you know, they're working things out. Uh, we'll see what happens with Cortland Sutton. He's supposed to play, I think. Um, but we'll see, you know, he, this is going to be his first game of the year. So we'll see if he's what he, if he plays up to what he's capable with, of. Uh, with the injury, uh, I do like the Broncos running game with Gordon and Lindsey, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up on the steel with the Steelers with that defense because Saquon could not run against the Steelers. He did not have a chance in that game, so I don't think the Broncos will be able, uh, will be able to run. And I think Drew Locke's going to make some mistakes. So, Jason, want to go next? Yeah. So I have the Steelers twenty nine and the Broncos twenty. So, yeah, I mean, you said it. This this Steelers team is really legit now with Big Ben back. This defense is still, you know, top three probably in the league. Um, and it took it took like a first half for Big Ben to get, get comfortable. Uh, but in that second half, he looked a lot better. Uh, so I think this offense is going to roll this year. 
defense is going to roll. Um, the Broncos are not bad, but I think the Steelers win no sweat in this one. Mm-hmm. Brian? I'm on the same page. I think, uh, Kush, we were like about a point off. I had 27-17 Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the only thing that could hold the Steelers back from being a really dominant team is I, I just don't know if Ben still still is the same guy. I think he showed flashes of it in the first week, but I, I don't think that he, he can do that consistently anymore. Um, but I really love their defense. Bud Dupree, uh, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. It's just Joe Hayden. There's, there's so much talent on that defense. Um, the O-line is a little questionable right now because there's some injuries, but I do think that they will um, have a relatively, not easy, but a, a relatively okay game against Denver and win 27-17. to 17. All right. Uh, I want to play a fun mini game with this game. Let's do, guess how many rushing yards both of the Broncos running backs get together, combined. So, Jason, what's Wait, your answer? Uh, Court, you go first. Okay, Court, you go first. Well, I think, isn't Philip Lindsay out? So, I mean, it would uh, be easy. I, I think he might be, but if not, then I don't think it's going to be a ton of yards. I think probably uh, high 30s, probably 37. Um, oh, he is out. He is out. Yeah, so. So he's out. Um, the game failed. <laughs> Royce Freeman. Okay, g- guess how many yards Melvin Gordon's going to get in this game? And, and yeah. Royce Freeman. Um, it. By the way, it was weird to see Devontae Booker is on the Raiders. I I remember when he was on the Broncos like a couple seasons ago, but uh, that's that that was weird to see. But I I think Melvin Gordon. Uh, I I'd, I'd probably say eighty five. Um, and then Royce Freeman, I'd say 40, 47. You think they get that many against the Steelers, who let up six yards to ah, I love it. Spicy well, takes only. I mean, they ha- they do have um, Cameron Hayward, who is great against the run. But besides that, I think that they're going to be forced to run a little bit because that that passing defense is just incredible. And I mean, TJ Watt had a pretty pretty easy pick um just last yeah, i fucking remember that yeah that was, that was listen insane. we don't want to bring that one up okay that, wait, wait, it's, what which one uh caught it like at the at the line of scrimmage was that, that was that was Watt, and then how, Hayward coming on the goal line. That? that was like a rocket right just i right thought that right. was an unreal interception yeah, like that was, was that the was other one though the other one was very easy. In the end yeah, zone. but the TJ Watt one, he was literally two yards from the ball, yeah, and he caught it. It was a missile. I mean, I uh, guess I guess we know who the better Watt brother is. Um, no arguments here. <laughs> Unless you right. want to Eric <laughs> on the Steelers. Yeah, Jason, guess how many yards uh, Melvin Gordon's going to get? All right, I'll do both. I'll do Royce Freeman just because we, uh, of course, mentioned it. So I say Royce Freeman has nine rushing yards, and Melvin Gordon has thirty-one rushing yards. I think this team's going to play from behind. Um, and they're not going to be able to run the ball. Uh, but Barkley, you know, the, he, Melvin Gordon's going to get more than six, but I think he's still going to struggle. So I say, what did I? Uh, he, I say in the thirties, thirties or forties. I'm going to go forty-four for Melvin Gordon, and then seventeen for Royce Freeman. So better than the Giants did, but not great. Yeah. All right. 
that was my attempt at a minigame. I like that. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Going no, I, I like it. Yeah. I was inspired because Saquon, I, I kid you not, had five people in the backfield every time he had the ball. Like, yeah. he literally didn't have a chance. It was unreal. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. So. They, they know, like, the, the Giants, I feel like their offense was pretty predictable. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah they could play trash. Shut yeah. up. Danny Dimes, we trust. He looked better yeah, than Wentz. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on before we get into this because we could do this for two hours. <laughs> let's move on to Rams versus the Eagles. Speaking oh, about on, Wentz. On, you go first. I have – okay. Okay. Speaking about the Eagles, I'll go first. I have the Rams winning 23 to 20 over the Eagles. I think it's a, I think this is like a 50-50 coin flip game. I, I think the Eagles are a bit banged up still. We'll see. You know, Miles Sanders coming back. It's a big boost. Um, but we'll see, you know, if he's back to, you know, being fully healthy in himself. Uh, Carson Wentz, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see what he does this week. But I was – I like Carson Wentz. I'm not like a hater just because I don't like the Eagles. I, I believe in Carson Wentz. I've taken him in many fantasy leagues. Uh, because I think he's a good quarterback. But last week, I know the offensive line struggled for the Eagles. But in that second half, he himself had many mistakes. So I I do not know what's going on with him. And is it because, you know, the, the wide receivers aren't elite on the Eagles? Or is it because, you know, he's in, a, in his head a little bit? Or is it just because of the offensive line? I don't know. But the Rams were impressive. They beat the Cowboys, who were predicted to be one of the better teams in the NFC. And their defense looked pretty good, better than we thought. Aaron Donald is a monster. Uh, obviously, Jalen Ramsey, you know, you know, <laughs> flopped, and that helped them win. But I'm impressed by the Rams, so I think they squeaked this one out. Uh, Jason, or the court. Well, Eagles fan himself. Just want to, just want to. Uh, no bias. Inject <laughs> some some news um, that I'm getting. Actually, right now, so uh, it says that Lane Johnson and Javon Hargrave, uh, Lane Johnson, obviously, one of, if not the best right tackle in the NFL. Um, I, I guess you could argue Mitchell Schwartz on the Chiefs, um, but he's off the injury report. And also Javon Hargrave, big offseason signing, uh, D-tackle. So I think that will really help them against the um, against the run. And uh, you might bottle up Cam Akers. Uh, who else do the Rams even have on, in the running back room? I don't uh, – Akers, Brown. Henderson. Henderson, yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like just yesterday they had CJ Henderson and Todd Gurley. But, um, and also Eagles to work out Devonta Freeman. So I saw that actually, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think Miles Sanders is incredible. Um or I, he has the potential to be incredible. But I think when he was at his best was when Jordan Howard was doing really well last year. So I think another another person in the room, a one-two punch, so to say, uh, would really up his game. And I have the Eagles winning 31-23. to McVeigh, great coach, but historically Doug Peterson – has, I mean, he's two and zero against McVeigh. So, I really think that although the Rams this year, I think they're going to be a good team. I think the Eagles are just going to be really well equipped to to beat them this this week. Um, Thirty one to twenty three. Court, you have them winning by a good amount against the Rams. Pretty interesting. Um, 
So I'll just go ahead with my pick. I actually have the Eagles 27 beating the Rams 24. So I have it as a field goal game. I think it'll be pretty close. Um, I do. So Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson are coming back. That's huge for them. Um, I think people are overselling the Rams based on what they did to the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is really, you know, destroyed this year. They just injured, you know, uh, I don't know. Vander Ash is out now for a while. They're, they're really depleted. No cornerbacks or anything. So the Rams offense looked really good, but I just think that it's going to be a close game. Um, I think the Eagles, you know, edge it out in the very end. Um, Aaron Donald's going to get his, going to get his sacks. Jalen Ramsey is going to, if he, you know, if he shuts off one receiver, they do have a lot of weapons on the offensive side. Miles Sanders coming back, so I think they will edge out this victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we have it as a close game, so I, I'm not surprised you picked the Eagles. Oh, I have this disagreement. Our first disagreement. So I have the Rams winning, and then Jason and Brian have the Eagles winning. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in here. Yeah, it's getting a little steamy. All right, let's move on to the next game on our list. The 49ers versus the Jets, and we just found out a half an hour ago George Kittle will be out for this game. So I'm going to ask Jason, what's your prediction, and does that George Kittle injury impact your decision? Uh, it's going to hurt their passing game a little bit, the Niners, but I don't care. that. As I said last week, uh, I think this Jets team is the worst in the NFL by far. Offense, I mean, the Jets aren't going to have Crowder. So and no Bell like who like they have nobody dude Perriman and Herndon and Frank Gore with this offensive line they don't have a defense um, I think it's sorry I didn't even say the score yet I think the 49ers win 34-17 with like garbage time points for the Jets I think this is a, a blowout big time Brian yeah I think even bigger blowout I have 45-10 yeah I think San Francisco they literally have. No receivers to the point that they picked up Mohamed Sanu, who did nothing for the Patriots last year. But I think it's going to be a pretty one-sided game. The Jets are atrocious. Um, I, I just I don't see much talent on that team at all. But I, I do think it will be very one-sided, 45-10, to 10, uh, the Niners. Yeah, George Kittle is an awesome player, a top two tight end, and an all pro. But him missing this game almost does nothing to my predictions. I agree with you. I have the 49ers winning 31 to 17 over the Jets. The Jets week one, that was that was rough. That was rough. This going to be a long year for the Jets. I I don't even know where to start with that offense, especially with these injuries to Bell and Crowder, um, two players that you know, played relatively well in week one and now aren't even going to show up. I, I I don't even know how they're going to put 17 points on the board, but I, I expect a garbage time touchdown or two. Uh, I think the Rams, you know, easily, I mean, I think the 49ers easily win this over the Jets. And I honestly don't want to spend too much time talking about it because. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could go on too. I don't want to spend too much time, but just really quick. Adam yeah. Gage would be fired to like, he should have been fired yesterday. Um, and Agreed. The Bills, the Bills let up in the second half. Like they, I feel like they just probably didn't play as hard in the second half, um, and that's why the Jets had. They had a big Crowder had a big reception. Um, they they're going to struggle to get seventeen, indeed. But but yeah, I, I this team is awful. How about I, the, any other week? Oh, real quick, any other week? I think the Kittle absence would matter. But since the, they're playing the Jets, I don't think the injuries matter this week. Yeah. Ahead, how about there. how about the NFC West? I mean, I, I would not want to be in that division if I was a fan of any team i mean they're just insane the the niners are 
obviously the reigning NFC champions. The Seahawks are always incredible with Russ. And then uh, and then you have the Rams, who are just a year removed from a Super Bowl appearance. And the Cardinals, who look like one of the best young teams in the NFL. So I, I don't know how... I feel like there should be some type of realignment because these teams are too good to not have them all on late in the year. Can I give you guys a bold prediction real quick before we move on? Yeah, go. I think that, the, guess what? I think the Niners finished last in the division. Wow. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're dominant, but yeah, I think so. The Cardinals offense <laughs> is legit and improving. Russ, that that's the off team is going to be good if they allow Russ to to uh throw more and then even the rams you know maybe i'm overdoing it you know based on their game against the cowboys but they still have sean mcbay they have talented players um and i think the niners are being hit by the injury bug right now so that's just my prediction um after week one the niners uh, their their skill positions are decimated i mean Uh they don't have like any healthy receivers i think they finished second uh, or third, I don't. I don't think they finish. I think the Rams. You know, even though I don't think they're a bad team, I think they finish last. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Jets. Yeah. So I don't want to spend too much time because the the Forty Nine ers are going to win this game. Let's move on to yeah. the Bills versus the Dolphins. And Jason, you go first. All right. Uh, we have eight games left, so I don't want to spend too much time on the on this one. But um, I think the Bills win twenty six to eighteen. Uh, the Dolphins were pretty uninspiring in week one. I'm not a believer in the Patriots either, but I am a believer in the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think they're missing some defensive players, but I think that they will. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is much improved with his weapons. I think this offense can put up points and will stop the Dolphins' uh, poor offense. 26-18 Bills. All right, Brian. Yeah, I mean, this is, what, this is probably the first one that I don't think is going to be that exciting exciting of a game i think 31 16 actually the jets game is not going to be good but still um 31 16 buffalo uh miami i i like what they're doing i like brian flores um i don't know about Tua, but he's not playing so it doesn't matter buffalo uh 31 16 yeah, Buffalo. I have twenty four to fourteen. I think Buffalo Bills are gonna be leading like twenty one to seven at the half, and then kind of just let up in the second half. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins score a garbage time touchdown or something. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are bad. I'm not gonna you know destroy them like we did with the Jets. I, I do see what they're trying to do there, and I, I think they're slowly building up a better team. I think it's just they're just you know a few years away, and they just don't have it defensively yet. Uh, we'll see, you know, offensively if they can play better this week at, this week because they struggled against the Patriots. The Bills have a very strong defense, so I think they do control this game. Uh, and I was I was really impressed with Josh Allen, you know, my MVP pick, uh, Josh Allen. So uh, I think the Bills are going to win this one. So let's move on to the next game. I have. I think this game is going to be – I'm so interested to hear your takes on this game because I had trouble picking a score for this one. I have the next game as Colts-Vikings. Brian, you want to go first? I like this one, yeah. Uh, I I think Phillip Rivers is done. He had some – he had decent stats, but he looked terrible. I, I just – I don't believe in him at all anymore. I know he's two years away from uh, nearly – getting into the playoffs and making some noise, but it 
he just doesn't look good anymore. I don't think there's enough talent on the Colts roster to overcome that, even though they do have a really talented roster. I I don't think they should, should have ever uh, picked him over Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett could grow with that team. But I have the Vikings winning 24-12. to 12. Um, Minnesota, they did have some issues on, against the Packers, obviously. Um, but, I mean, Yannick Mbakwe is electric. I think the O-line is... A little banged up, and I think that Minnesota will ultimately kind of make this a defensive game where Phillip Rivers is having to play from behind in the fourth quarter, and we all know how that turns out. Um, usually a couple pick sixes or something, so yeah. All right, so you're on the Vikings, right? You think they're going to have to All right, well, I will go next. I'm going to disagree with you. I have oh, – let me get my score up real quick. I have it as Colts 30, Vikings 24. Um, so I disagree. I don't think Phillip Rivers is done yet. I mean, shit happened. They should not have lost week one. But I think they bounce back strong this week. Both defenses, as you saw, are good. Both secondaries are terrible. So I think that both I think that Kirk Cousins and Phillip Rivers are both going to have big games. But I am a believer in this Colts team still. I think that they're more talented than this Vikings team all around. Um Maybe Kirk Cousins is better than Rivers at this point, but I think that they have more depth at receiver. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor, way better O-line, better defensive line, I think. Um, so I have Colts uh, Colts 30-24 uh, in a good one, in a high-scored one. All right, so this game was hard for me to pick. I think it's going to be a close game. could go either way. Uh, but nothing you know, says that a weekend's ending more then a late Sunday night, Sunday game, you know, an afternoon game. That's like seven in the afternoon here in the Eastern time zone. The, the Colts are chargers. They're down by one touchdown. Two minutes to go. Who's on the field? Phillip Rivers. That is literally my association with the weekend ending. It's a Phillip Rivers game winning drive attempt. Half the times he throws a pick six and half the time he wins the game this week. I think he wins in that scenario. I think it's going to be a really close game, and I have the Colts winning 24-21. to 21. I also am a believer of the Colts. They have an incredible offensive line. I think this week's going to be the Jonathan Taylor welcome party. He's going to have a huge oh, year. Yes. Obviously, you know, sadly with the Mal- uh, Marlon Mack injury, you know, the touches are going to be uh, there for Jonathan Taylor and against the um, Vikings defense who had, you know, trouble in week one against the Packers. I think the Colts can edge it out 24 to 21. Uh, I, do, yeah. I do love Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Um, and I, I don't know why anyone picked any running back in this draft class over Jonathan Taylor. He is incredible. Yeah, I I, I do think he, he probably is, you know, maybe the best running back. But I, I know it's week one, but seeing how the Chiefs used CEH, I know we didn't have a catch, but the way they drew up those running schemes – Man, he, he looks like he's going to be impressive for that Chiefs team. Yeah, so. and he, he will get catches. There's no doubt. He didn't have a catch, yeah. but he will. But uh, real quick, Kush, so uh, you know that I accidentally got Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. Um, you know, I don't wish injuries on anyone, but I, I did luck out in that department. Um, and also, we do DFS now, so we talk we talk about lineups. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to be he he's going to be so high owned. So I think just a little a little nugget for DFS players. Bro, do not give those tips out. All the money is for us. 
No, <laughs> no, respect. Yeah, yeah. We'll help. Uh, We're good at that stuff. Yeah, we are. I think we will do a DFS one soon. Now that I'm getting into it more oh, myself, yeah. I know Jason's always been into gambling because he's a gambling fiend and has oh, an addiction. Yeah. Uh, and now he spread that addiction to me, and I started gambling. And I can't. You can't watch a game without having some a lineup or, or something on. You know, for yeah, DFS no, fantasy uh, DFS, and then I also spend Sunday mornings making actual like bets. So I do all that stuff. So it's so much fun. Yeah. I love it. Let's move on to an AFC South showdown here. We have the Titans versus the Jaguars, probably the most exciting game of all time, let's be honest. Uh, more exciting than next week's Thursday night game, which is the Dolphins versus the Jagu- Jaguars. I know. Can't wait for that one. Uh, let's go. Happen? Who, who fucking makes that schedule? Yeah, no, every, every, team, every team has to play. So Get yeah, out of the way. I mean, just get, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Titans, Jaguars. I'll go first because I haven't gone first in a while, and I want to do this one first. Uh, let's do the Titans 17, the Jaguars 14. Yeah, I think the Titans are a very well-balanced team, obviously, with Derrick Henry. And, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill was decent in this first game. He wasn't, you know, crazy good against Denver. But I think this is another game where they do just enough. Uh, much respect to, you know, Gardner Minshew and that long flowing hair. That team was crazy in week one. They beat the Colts. That was one that we, I believe me and Jason both got wrong, dead wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played with so much heart and it was crazy to see that they can move the ball against the Colts and their defense held up against the Colts. Man, I, I, I really love the underdog story and, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Jaguars. My heart says Jaguars, but my head says the Titans squeeze us out. Derrick Henry has a big game and Ryan Tannehill will just manage enough. Uh, so Titans 17, Jaguars 14. Brian, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I was actually one of the people who thought that the, the Jaguars would win last week. Um, too bad. There's no record of it. <laughs> when the Colts were up, um, I I said that Philip Rivers was done. Then he promptly threw a pick six and proved me right. So I have to take uh, about at just this one thing because usually my takes are awful. Um, we have I, to check the Twitter profile for proof. I will check the timestamp and let you all know next week. <laughs> check the group. Um, yeah, but I have. Tennessee winning 21 to 17. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think I like Gardner, Gardner Minshew. I think that I don't think he's going to keep them from drafting Trevor Lawrence or um, Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but I do think that he could be a starter in the NFL. And if it's not in Jacksonville, I think that he'll get the chance elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, I have, I have the Titans winning 21 to 17. Well, I just want to say, uh, I don't think they're going to get Trevor Lawrence because they probably already have more wins than the Jets this year. <laughs> no, I'm just Ooh, kidding. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Jets fans. I need to throw that in there. It was too easy. It was right there. Uh, Jason, let's go. What's your All prediction? Right. Uh, not too much time on this game. I have the Titans winning 24 17. Um, yeah, the Jaguars get back in the Colts, but I'm not a believer in them. I am a believer in the Titans. They might be without A.J. Brown. Um, I don't think it matters. Uh, he didn't really do much last week. I think that this team and coaching is terrific, and I think they're going to win pretty easily this week. All right, let's go to our two-minute drive. Uh, let, next game I have is Packers over the Lions. Uh, Jason, go first. Uh, okay, real quick. I don't want to. I know like we're hitting an hour, so let's all make this quick. But 
new mini game. How many? Give me the catches, uh, receptions, and touchdowns for Devonta Adams. Real quick, what do you think? Who do you want to go first? Uh, Kushkad. Okay, I have Devonte Adams getting seven catches for a hundred and six yards and one touchdown. Of course. Uh, I like that. I'm, I don't feel strongly either way. I'd say six catches for uh, 96 yards and two touchdowns. All right, and I will say 12 catches, 134 yards and two touchdowns. Um, with, with that being said, uh, you want me, I'll just start. Let me start with my pick real quick. So I have the Packers blowing him out 34 to 20. Um, Kenny God is out this week. Packers offense look legit against the Vikings shitty defense. Well, guess what? The Lions defense is just as bad, especially if they're missing Akuda and all those other guys in the in the um in the corners and safeties. Akuda's so, coming back for this game. Right, I, I don't think it matters. I don't think he did that well in in uh in camp. Uh Devonta Adams, he's gonna be unstoppable again. I know it's hard to rep- repeat production, but I think he can do it. And then you have Aaron Jones um with a with a good defense. I think this is a blowout. All right, Brian. Yeah, I agree. 27-14, Green Bay. Um, you know, they have – I love their running back group uh, with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. Uh, but I think it's going to be a little lower scoring than you did because they are going to be running a lot. I think uh, also – I think Adrian Peterson's going to have a fucking good game. I think he's going to he, – he, I think he'll go over 100 yards, um, but I don't think it'll be enough to overcome – uh, Green Bay just being all around better and not the Lions. Respect. I also have the Packers winning 31 to 24 over the Lions. I think Matthew Stafford is awesome and he'll keep the Lions close. He always does in these games. You never see him really getting blown out. Um, and I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. And I think Aaron Rodgers, he's going to light it up this year. Uh, if I had to pick an MVP starting from week two, maybe he'd be on the list. But uh, I think he's going to have a huge game. And Aaron Jones is going to have a huge game. And Devontae Adams also is going to have a huge game. So uh, Packers by a touchdown. Let's move on to the highest scoring game, according to Vegas, for this week. The Falcons versus the Cowboys. Brian, you want to go first? Uh, Yeah, so... Don't think it's going to be pretty for Dallas. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close loss, which is almost more disappointing. Um, but I just don't believe in the Cowboys. I, I know I'm biased as an Eagles fan, but I think Atlanta is going to win 23 to 20. I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, I, I'm not sure if he's healthy, but um, Calvin Ridley went off last week. So I, I just think the Falcons have an all-around solid offense. Todd Gurley is, when he's on the field, he's incredible. Um, but that's the problem. But I, I do think it's going to be close with maybe Young Waiku with a with a field goal to to break the tie and win them the game, twenty three twenty. Okay, okay, a uh, bit low scoring than a uh, bit lower scoring than Vegas thinks, but interesting, interesting, Jason. So I have the Cowboys winning 31 to 27. Um, everyone, you know, everyone came into this year saying the Cowboys are going to be a great team. Uh, I am still a believer in that. Their defense is really hurt. Um, but, you know, the Falcons defense was pretty awful last week, too. And I think that both like this is going to be an offensive explosion. I think both teams just put up points. Um, so it's really close. I think it'll be a really close game. But I have the Cowboys edging it out 31 uh, 27. 
Um, you know, I don't really have too much analysis on it. I just think that I just think to edge it out. Yeah, I have the Falcons winning this game in a shootout, thirty-five to thirty-one over the Cowboys. I could see the Cowboys winning this game. Uh, I just I'm really impressed with the Falcons' offense in Week One. Obviously, their defense was pretty bad, but their offense did show up against Seattle. Uh, the Cowboys, their defense was all right, and their offense didn't really show up because they only scored, I think, 17. So I think the Falcons edge just one out. I do think the Cowboys play better, but uh, I just think with injuries and, and, and whatnot, they, they fall short in this one. So let's move on to the next game on our list that where me and Jason are totally not biased yeah. on. Let's move on to the Giants versus the Bears, and I already hear Jason's excitement, so I'll let him go first. No, no, let let, let Court go first. Let let okay. the Giants fans go uh, last. Yeah, sure. Um, I think Daniel Dimes will turn into Daniel Pennies. I think it will be thirty-four seventeen Bears. Oh I my think. god, that's so biased. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you uh, think Carson Wentz is gonna have a big game? You think Mitchell is no, no, gonna do that to the Giants? Fuck off. I, I don't think that Wentz is going to have a great game. I think he'll have an okay game and they'll win because Doug Peterson overshot him. Uh, all right, well, Jason, let's play nice. Let, let him go first. I with the Eagles. Oh, okay, so Chicago's defense is incredible. I, I think is it, they're – Is it? I think, yes. I think they're a top three defense in the league. Um, might be a hot take, but I don't care. Khalil Mack, hot take. Robert Quinn – uh, Eddie Jackson, uh, they just have so much. Ta- Roquan, Roquan Smith, they they have a ton of talent. I think that's exactly what will be the deciding factor. I think uh, Danny Penny's will probably throw a couple interceptions. Stop saying that. <laughs> he was good against. He was better against the Steelers defense than Carson Wentz was against Washington. Dude, man, all right, let's turn this into discussion. Let's <laughs> no, let's let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be fair. No, Daniel Jones is actually like he's he's better than I thought he would be. Um, but I still think that Chicago will overwhelm them on defense. I think Allen Robinson will have uh, incredible an incredible game after that whole contract situation, trying to trying to prove that they should extend him. Um, and I have the Bears winning thirty four to seventeen. Kushal, you go next. <laughs> I don't know how to follow up that one. No, I mean, hey, listen, I'm biased. I'm not going to, you know, pretend like I'm not. Uh, so I'm going to say Giants win this week 24-23. to 23. I think it's a close game. I do think the Bears' defense is very good, but I, I think the Steelers' defense is clearly better, and the Giants were able to move the ball uh, against the Steelers. And if, you know, Danny Dimes did have two the two picks that were really regretful um, that – Pretty much cost the game and end of the game for the Giants, but I was really impressed with him. He looked great, un- great in the game under pressure. I think he's gonna have a great game. I think Saquon's gonna have a bounce back, and he's gonna want to prove something because you can tell Saquon was not happy with how last week went. You know, obviously only getting six yards. He's gonna have close to a hundred yards, if not over a hundred yards, against the Bears. And I, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a decent game in this one. Uh, but I do think the Giants edge this one out, 24 to 23. Jason. Okay, so last week the, the Bears came back and beat the Lions, right? Um, I think they beat them 27-23. Mitch should have a good game, 242 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Wait, who beat two? Oh, sorry. I just went into my analysis. Uh, I have the Giants winning 24 to 20. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, man. Daniel Jones made some mistakes against the Steelers. This Steelers defense is 
I don't care what you say, Court. They're way better than the Bears' defense. Uh, you're better with names too, so I I don't know his name, but I'm pretty sure the Bears are missing like uh, someone on the defensive line, right? This year he opted Danny out. Trevithan? Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know, but I I think they're missing some pieces. But they, and then I think they're missing a safety too, right? Or I don't know. Not sure about that one, but yeah, fair. Yeah. So either way, I, I think this is a good defense. I don't think they're one of the top five defenses. Um, but Daniel Jones, look, if he doesn't make if he um, doesn't make that interception at the goal line, they had a chance to win it because it was ten, uh, you know, ten point game at the end. Even the first interception, it's it's you can live with it. I think Daniel Jones is very talented. I don't know, man. I, I'm such a believer in Daniel Jones, and I think this Giants team is actually more talented than the Bears team. Um, the Lions or the Bears let up 100 yards to Adrian fucking Peterson, man. He's fifth years old, and besides that, you know, on Johnson and DeAndre Swift did nothing. Um, they didn't even have Kenny Galladay last week. Uh, the Giants receivers are way better than the Lions receivers last week. Um, so I just think that the Giants do win this game. I think that Vegas or whoever the heck is under, you know, it's just it's just you know not fair to the Giants, man. I just am a true believer in them, and I think they win this week. I could go I could go on and on for an hour, but I'm just not gonna. You know what, Danny Dimes, he he was impressive last week. All right, listen, those two interceptions they shouldn't have happened, but literally the dude had no time to throw. The run blocking was awful. Everyone knew he was going to pass on every play. It it just was not. When, when Jones has time, like when he has, he's like, incredible. Dude, he's so accurate when he has time. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't fuck up when he has time. So it's just I like, don't hate him. I don't hate him. Yeah, don't ever call him. Uh, or any other denomination of currency. Yeah, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Yeah, he times. But uh, I, I think he's actually really good. Um, he has to get smarter, you know, but I think that'll come. Um, I think he, he's only going to improve. So I have the Giants winning and, you know, you no, know, I'll be sitting down watching this game. Yeah, that was our totally unbiased opinion on the Giants. So, <laughs> both sides unbiased uh, as an Eagles fan. And as Giants fan. Get out of here. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's move on to the two primetime games to round out this prediction episode. Our ne- our first primetime game is the Sunday night game. We have the Seahawks versus the Patriots. And Jason, you go first. All right. So I have the Seahawks winning 31 to 24. So I'm not – I don't like this Patriots team, okay? They beat the Dolphins. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care if you have Bill Belichick. This defense is missing a lot of pieces, right? Like seven guys opted out. Yeah, they have – I think they still have Gilmore, right, Korth? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, they have Gilmore still, but I don't care. Um, the Seahawks offense has too many weapons. I think that they're going to – I think they could win by more than uh, seven that I have them winning by. Uh, but I don't – I am I don't know, man. I'm just not a believer in this Patriots defense. I think Cam will do okay, but I don't think he'll do as good. Definitely not as good as he did against the Dolphins. Um, so I have a pretty good victory here for the Seahawks. All right, Brian? I think it'll be a run-heavy game. I think New England will end up edging them out 27-24. to 24. Wow. Um, I think Russ... Wait, can you say that one more time? Patriots winning? Can I, I say have, that one more I have mm-hmm. New England winning 27-24. to 24. Why? All right. Wait, let him go. I know, no, that's what I'm asking. Go so I am a big believer in Cam. I think the Patriots have one thing that the Seahawks don't, and that is an MVP <laughs> quarterback. Um, wait, wait. Say for, again? Now, for now, you said no, no. Repeat it. You said the, the Patriots have a an edge at quarterback. They have one thing that the Seahawks do not, and that's an MVP quarterback. All right. So I think Cam, Cam has a lot left in the tank. I think he showed off his running last week, but I think 
he's going to be passing a little more. Um, but I do think it's going to be a run-heavy game. I I think that Russ is going to keep it close, but ultimately I think it'll come down to a field goal, and I think that the Patriots will win the game. I you think, think you think the Patriots are going to be winning the game mostly, like winning most of the game. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think I think it's going to come down. I think that Seattle will be winning until the fourth quarter, uh-huh. and then I believe that New England will tie it up. Belichick will pull some voodoo bullshit, and they'll end up with a field goal to win the game. Isn't Russ your prediction for MVP, though? I just want to clarify that. Yeah, I mean... I don't, half, but, but Corey, I don't, right? No, no, I get it. I get it. I just want to ask that. Not all MVPs go 16-0. I'm a, I'm a believer You're in... Right, I, right? Wait, I'm sorry, Kush. I'm going to add some analysis on So I'm a believer in uh, Cam Newton. I love Cam Newton, but I don't think they have the running game, right? I don't think they have the receivers. Yes, they have Julian Edelman. He's he's very good, but he's not like he's not going to do what Tyler Lockett does. He's not going to do what DK Metcalf does. He's not going to go for an explosive seventy-yard touchdown at times. Um, I just don't think they have the weapons to compete. Meanwhile, the Seahawks have Chris Carson, who is severely underrated. They have Carlos Hyde, who is who is serviceable, um, and then they have such great weapons on offense that I think that. And also, right now, Russell. Yes, he has never won an MVP, but that's because. He's had to go against Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, but he is right now on this day. He is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. And I agree. Yeah. I, so here's the thing: I don't think that New England is more talented than Seattle. I just think that they have the coaching edge, and it will I, end up yeah. being a very close game where Belichick pulls something out of his ass, and they get a field goal. To yeah, I guess people believe in Bill Belichick this year more than I do. That's for sure. It could happen. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think this game's as clear cut. Even though you know the Seahawks looked so good in Week One, they definitely do have holes. So I, I could. I see a, there is a world where the Patriots can win this game. In, in my opinion, uh, that'll lead me to my prediction. Uh, so I think Bill Belichick has that voodoo magic. I think Korth is right. I, I, there is something he does in big games where even if he doesn't have the most talent on the field, somehow he keeps it close. Uh, I, I believe in Cam. I love what he did in week one, uh, that he still showed that he's still athletic. He can still run the ball and, and that he's healthy. So I, I'm impressed. And even with all that, I think the Seahawks win this game. I had the Seahawks winning 24 to 21. And I think Russ is going to just keep cooking. Let Russ cook uh, on, on his way to the probably the MVP. Uh, he's just looked so incredible in week one. He had more touchdowns and incompletions or something like that. Like that's ridiculous. He had like four, three incompletions or something and like four touchdowns. I don't know. Or the same amount, whatever it is. He, he was incredible in week one. Uh, I think, you know, the Patriots, while they are the Patriots, they have had many opt-outs and, and that, that didn't really show itself in week one against the Dolphins, but I think it will start showing itself here. And I think the Seahawks, you know, just do enough to, to win the game. I think it is relatively close. Like I don't think there's a blowout, blowout in either direction, but I think the Seahawks win by a field goal. Yeah. And maybe so, yeah. So, uh, Corth, if, if the Patriots win uh, and they do really well, I'll come on this podcast and say I was wrong. But I just and obviously the Seahawks played the Falcons last week, which is you know a horrible defense. But I just think like, even though he's Bill Belichick, he doesn't have like all the talent that he's had. Man, I I just don't. I think Russell, Russell Wilson's not going to play as well as he did last week. But I think he's still. I think the Seahawks are the much better team here still. So I I agree that Russ is incredible, but I think. This might be a hot take, but I think that Cam actually does better with less weapons. I think I don't ben, think so. I think he knows 
when he has less weapons, he knows, okay, it's going to be all on me. And also Belichick, he's just, he, he can, he can just make, make anything work. So I think that a combination of his game plan and Cam's uh, heroics will lead to a close win. Hmm. All, right. All right. That was, that was interesting. That was probably our most second most spirited debate uh, behind the Giants game. So that that's interesting. I think that was, that was the leader in, in debate, but uh, yeah, you think leader. Okay. I can see that. That was interesting. I, I was fascinated to hear that here. Yeah. So, okay. Some disagreement there. We'll keep track of it and let everyone know next week how we did, but let's wrap up this week's predictions with the Monday night game, the saints versus the Raiders. Um, Brian, you go first. Yeah, I think it will be, um, I think it'll be a closer game than you think. I think Vegas, I'm just very impressed with what Mike Mayock, Mayock has been able to do in the draft. Um, and also he's good in free agency. I mean, they, they brought in uh, Eagles legend Nelson Aguilar, um, who couldn't catch shit last year in Philly, but he got a touchdown last week. So I think it'll be a pretty close game, but I think ultimately the, the Saints will end up winning 36-27. to 27. Um, Breeze, I, I'm not a big believer in Drew Breeze this year. I think that it's ultimately going to come down to what's around him, which is a fuck ton. So I think that's what it's going to end up being. Um, Breeze is going to do enough, but ultimately he, he he's not going to win the Saints games. It's going to be more of a game manager type role. All right. Yeah, pretty high scoring, though, for a game manager type role. But, I hey, Saints winning. That's interesting. Uh, Jason, go next. All right, I have the Saints also winning. I have them winning 28-23. to 23. So, Michael Thomas, uh, I didn't think he was going to play. I don't know if he's going to play, but apparently he's, like, magical, too, because he, he felt a lot better today during practice, I saw. So maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. Um, if he plays, obviously it's a big help, even though he didn't do much against the Buccaneers. Um, but I think that this Raiders defense is really bad, and I think that the Saints defense is actually the best defense in the league right this year. So I think that... The Saints will be winning by a lot, and I think the Raiders get a backdoor touchdown. Um, I think Alvin Kamara. I know Kushaw, right? We're not supposed to give out our little our little nuggets for DFS, but this is a show. This will be a showdown game, right? Because it's only one game. So put Alvin Kamara in that crown spot, dude. He's gonna have so many fantasy points this week. Oh, he's gonna be a monster. Go this week. Spe- mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. If Michael Thomas doesn't play, then you do that. Then you put Kamara in there. I think either um, way. Yeah, either way for sure. But I but like if you don't have Thomas, I think he gets a lot more catches and targets and stuff like that. Um, but I just think that the Saints are much better defensively, and that'll be the difference maker. Um, I don't think the Raiders can hang with them. I do not think that the Raiders' defense is bad. I think, well, I think Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell uh, could be awesome on defense. So. I, that's my one nitpick with that's fair. I, I like the, I like this team. Um and I think they will be good, but I just don't think like if you compare those defenses, the Saints outclass them by a mile. I mean if I, I also like the Panthers uh offense, like and all the weapons they have. But thirty, the Panthers 30, 30 the is a lot. Like thirty is a lot of points uh for a football game. So I just don't I'm not a believer in the defense yet. I'll have to see it. I think the Saints get a nice victory here. 
Yeah, I think the Raiders' defense, we'll see about them too. I'm not, you know, I don't think they're an elite defenser. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think they have a lot of talented players, you know, Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, but we'll see what their secondary, uh, the, the Panthers, you know, put up a lot of points against them and it really took 34 points from the Raiders offense to win that game. But uh, so for this game, I have the Saints winning 27 to 21 over the Raiders. I think my score is factoring in that Michael Thomas is out for this game because even though Michael Thomas, you know, didn't have the biggest week one, his presence on the field commands two at least two defenders on every play and that opens up you know an Emmanuel Sanders a Traquan Smith and Alvin Kamara in the running game he just makes everything flow a little easier even if he's being double teamed it's the same thing with Julio Jones those two are just so freakishly good that even if they themselves aren't having the biggest games they open open up lanes for everyone else so it depends a lot on him and even if they if, if he doesn't play I think the Saints do enough to win uh, because of their elite defense, I think they'll have a pick or two on David Carr. Uh, not David. Derek Carr. Sorry, not David Carr. Derek Carr. I think they have a pick or two on Derek Carr. Uh, set up good field position for their offense to score and punch it in. I think Alvin Kamara has a touchdown or two. I think Josh Jacobs is going to cook this year. I think he still has another decent game. I don't think he's going to go off this game because Saints defense is very stout. But I think he'll get a touchdown. I think he'll get 75 to 80 yards. I'm a big believer in Josh Jacobs this year. And I think uh, the Raiders don't get blown out. I really like the Raiders this year. Uh, so I do have the Saints winning, but it's pretty close, 27 to 21. I agree. Uh, That's yeah. another really solid division with the Chiefs, uh, Raiders, Broncos, and I guess the Chargers. They're they're kind of uh, in the middle. Yeah. I, I, I am really excited about these week two slated games. I don't know about you guys. Dude, listen, I – you look at some of these teams. I was actually on DraftKings earlier, and I think I'm going to just put so much fucking money down on this week, dude. Because you can also do, like, teasers, right? So, like, if you put four spreads in there, like you put the Niners, Ravens, uh, Chiefs, Packers, you can give them six points, basically all of them. So they become, like, underdogs, basically, and it's still, like, plus odds. Like, it's – I don't know, man. I might have to do that. Dude, I am 100% doing some DraftKings. Uh, I mean, I'm excited, it's, dude, for this week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna have like I have five fantasy teams. I'm gonna have like at least two or three DraftKings lineups. Like, we're going pretty hard. I am gonna sit on my ass again this week, this weekend to watch these games, and I cannot wait. We we're at an hour twenty. Uh, but I just want to ask you guys, what do you guys think? Like, because I think there's so many big favorites. Do you guys think there's any of those teams that can upset those big favorites? That like will just like if you have a giant parlay, one team that could that could fuck you over. I mean, who are the favorites that you're talking about? So yeah, I'll go through that. That's a good point. So I think the Titans, the Buccaneers, the Bills, the 49ers, the Packers, the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Saints. First look at it, I I would say the one that I would say is the most likely would probably be the Packers versus the Lions. I, I think historically those games are close. Matthew Stafford, literally, like I said during my analysis, never gets blown out. He always has a way of keeping the game close. You know, sometimes they might blow a lead, um, and sometimes they make, you know, miraculous comebacks. So if I have to pick one, I'll say the Lions. What about you, Gord? I, I remember back uh, a few years back when Matt Stafford just – Tons of fourth quarter comebacks, but uh, in my opinion, I'd say Tennessee and Jacksonville. I, I, I mean, 
Gardner Minshew. Wow, he's a believer, I man. I feel like he's got some some magic left up his sleeve, and I think that could end up going the Jacksonville Jaguars way. Of course, he's a true believer in the Jaguars wow. this year. Dude, I love Minshew, man. You can't yeah, not love the guy. DJ Chark. Yeah. I don't know. I think last week was just crazy. I don't think that'll happen again. Nah, I don't think but, they're gonna win, but yeah. Say more about the Colts, honestly. Yeah, I know you're not a fan. Wait, Kush, you picked the Colts to win this week, right? This week? Yeah, against the Vikings. I have the Colts winning. Yeah. Uh, just, just checking for tracking purposes. I do not. Yeah. Oh, we know. <laughs> we we know. <laughs> Philip Rivers pick six, baby. Wait, so I know. We. I'll just like. I'll give us like eight minutes or whatever. I don't know how much of a time strain we're on, but so I have all our picks here. So I'll tell you where we differ. So uh, Korth, you have the Bears and we have the Giants. You guys have the Falcons and I have the Cowboys. Uh, me and Kush have the Colts. You have the Vikings, and then me and Korth are on the Eagles. Kushaw on the Rams, and that is pretty much it. Oh, Korth's on the Patriots too. Okay, so we have disagreements. Uh, obviously, me and you have disagreements with Korth, but it sounds like the only disagreement I have with you is over that Rams game, right? It's the uh, there's two I think. So it was the Rams and the Cowboys. Oh my God! Please God! Please God! Both NFC. Please Falcons. Please Rams. I won't Don't be, be down. I, listen, I won't be mad if the Falcons win, and I won't be mad if the Rams win. That's Those me. are two teams that you can't bet for, the Falcons and the Cowboys. They'll Wait. always let you down. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the Eagles actually always let me down. Um, last year, they, I think two weeks in a row, they fu- they were playing the Vikings, man, and, and something happened. And with like a huge spread, and they fucked me over twice. Oh man, I I can't wait for these games. Ravens Texans. The, I I'm excited for that one because I want to see if Deshaun can what Deshaun does this week without DeAndre Hopkins. Because that trade looked, even though David Johnson looked decent in the first game, that trade looked so bad with how good DeAndre Hopkins was <laughs> against the 49ers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm, I'm excited for that game too. It's crazy. Man, so many, so many great games. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say or point out? I just hate how these quarterbacks and players in general like each other. I wish that they would beat the shit out of each other after each game, like back in the day. Um, Court, it's all about unity these days, but, all right? Did you see? No, did you see when uh, I think it was Mahomes ran out of bounds and sat with Deshaun Watson? Like that, that shit, I love it because people get so mad and. It's just funny to watch people like. Oh, you're trolling. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No. Oh, okay, I, okay, okay. For a second, I thought you were serious. Okay, no, I got gotcha. you. No. <laughs> I, I, I love watching people break down and be like, "Oh my god, that's like back in the day where they would they would have shot each other after that." But no, I, I think I, I think we have a fucking incredible array of talent in the NFL these days, and it's it's awesome mm-hmm. to see. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, something that I want to add to everyone listening is if you have any questions on gambling, fantasy, or DFS, ask us, dude. We, me and Kushal won some money last week on DFS and um, just gambling in itself, and I kill it in fantasy every year. Maybe so, don't ask Jason, actually. No, definitely ask me over these guys. I would love to do to just talk that stuff. I think we're going to have to have some DFS because oh, I'm wow. getting into it. And 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 for, you know, a relatively newbie, I've, I've been doing pretty well. I've been making some money. Dude, so. and I, yeah, I, I'm not getting into it right now, but I, everyone listening, I uh, I changed my mind last night. If I didn't change my mind, I would have won $400. Um, so just don't change your mind when you're gambling. Just stick with your first thought, and I will leave it at that. 
<laughs> we can move on from that topic. I just want to say I won money in that same contest. Sure. Uh, not a oh, lot of money, but I did. I did. I did win some money. Convince me to change my team, and I, I did not convince you to do anything. Why would you take Nick Chubb out? I put Nick Chubb as my captain. So, oh, we got to talk about the Browns real quick. Let's do a two-second talk on the Browns. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that game. I thought it was a fun game yeah, to watch. I love that. Yes, yeah, again. No, I was gonna say the that was a fun game to watch. The first half was electric. Baker killed it. Uh, my man Odell should have had three touchdowns in that game. Let's be honest, the refs definitely missed a call uh, with that holding down the sideline uh, at the end of the first half. But hey. Joe Burrow also looks great, so future is bright. Corth, what do you what do you think of that game? Oh, Baker's back, baby. I love Baker. Um, when really? when that draft happened, my my take were that Baker would be the best quarterback in the draft, and Lamar would be second. Probably not true. Probably Lamar first, but I am still a big believer in Baker. I think he just has those intangibles that guys just love him and it's just uh, he's very polarizing but in a good way and I, I think that um I mean they just have such a great run game and I think they don't even need great receivers but I I think they're just they're a fun team to watch even though they probably will just pull a Browns and fuck up the season and not Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were lit last night. Let me just oh, say yeah. that. Look, look, so there's the Bengals defense is really bad, but you, it's tough to, you'd have to see how the Browns do against like a mediocre team. Cause they got trashed by the Ravens. They did well, very well against the Bengals. Um, so I'd like to see them against, you know, a, uh, a team in the middle. Um, I also, of course, am a believer in the Browns this year. I, in those, in one of these pools I do, I have them to make the AFC championship just cause there are more points than, you know, the, than other teams um but they weren't even healthy like they're missing their safeties uh they didn't have their rookie linemen so once they're healthy i think they're going to be very dangerous once they get once baker and everyone else is more acclimated to the new system i think this is a very dangerous team and also on the Bengals side dude joe, joe burrow is going to be a freaking he's already a stud this future guy, is bright he's going to be a future mvp he's so good man so good yeah, he's fun to watch. I, uh, I really like him. Look, a few years ago, every year until this year, everyone would have said, dude, this game, why is it on Thursday? But I was so excited um, watching that game yesterday. Yeah, it, was, it gave us the first chance to actually, like, really focus on Burrow. Because, like, on Sunday, listen, I'm watching Red Zone all day. It's hard to key in on one game. Uh, so yesterday was nice. It was awesome. All right. I think we hit on everything there. Um, and I thought this week's, you know, recap is better than the first week. And I thought the first week's one was pretty good too. So I literally can't wait. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. I think it'll be a, an incredible week. I think the only games that I'm not looking forward to are the Giants because they suck and the Cowboys because they suck and the Washington football team because they suck. <laughs> well, no I, bias, baby. We won't get into that anymore. Not biased at all. <laughs> all right uh thanks guys for joining me on this podcast and thank you to everyone for listening um feel free to give us shit about our picks <laughs> but uh if not enjoy the games and and have a great weekend